You're listening to Angle Radio. Hello, everybody. It's Friday, the 11th of October, and thank you for tuning in on our second radio show. Hopefully, you've had a nice week with not too many struggles and are almost ready to celebrate the weekend. Welcome to The Angle. This is a radio program broadcasted from the Glass Studio of the Hoogschool of Amsterdam. My name is Deerza, and with me today is my sidekick, Jonas. Let's start the show off with a nice song. Here is another one by Mark DeMarco. talk about the new smoking law that has been introduced last week. You might have heard about it, but for horeca companies like bars and clubs it has a big impact, because this new law means that they have to get rid of their inside smoking areas. So they means that they might have to change their entire space, their interior, a lot of things. So what we are going to discuss today is why the smoking areas have been banned, what people think about it and what the effects will be. So starting with you, Jonas, what do you actually think about people like smoking around you in bars and clubs? I think uh, personally, I don't mind people smoking around me, Um, but I myself am a non-smoker and I can totally understand that uh, people are disturbed by cigarette smoke. So I think that the law is a good step towards a solution because in general, I feel like um, 
it is your own decision if you want to put your health at risk by smoking. But people who don't want that should be protected and not be forced into passive smoking. So I think for them, there has to be a way to avoid cigarette smoke without limiting their ability to go anywhere they want. Yeah, yeah, I don't smoke as well. And uh, okay. I do get really noise, like when I'm in a bar and in a club, that, that smell of, of the smoke is just everywhere around me. I feel like I can sometimes smell it like days later. Uh, so for that, I'm kind of glad that it's going to be outside. But you think that this law is actually going to help, like, get people to stop smoking? Mm. Yeah, um, I can imagine. I think... I think it can change uh, or it it can help uh, because uh, there are other areas created for smoking people because I think it would be hard to cancel it completely all of a sudden. Yeah. But if you gradually reduce it, uh, I think it, it will work out. Yeah. Yeah. I think we just have to see it because from my point of perspective, like now saying like it's going to make people stop just because they have to smoke outside now. It's kind of like, I'm not sure yet, but we're going to yeah, see what right. effects will be. Um, so now Natasha and Irade went to the street and they asked ask people for their opinion on the new law. So let's hear that. I think it's great. Um, I think smoking is terrible for health. That's been proven over and over again. Um, and now that I'm a parent of a five-week-old baby, you know, I want him to grow up in an environment where he can always breathe clean air. I'm a non-smoker. But I'm glad uh, nobody can smoke inside bars, because uh, it's it's very important that every everyone can breathe and can stay healthy. That's why. Uh, only once in a while I smoke. It's good, so uh, people don't have as much uh, opportunities to smoke. So it might help people to uh, smoke less. My name is Mohammed, and I smoke. It's a it's a good thing because if people don't want to smoke, uh, they don't want to smell uh, like cigarette. Yes, if they, uh, people who, who do smoke don't smoke in a bar inside, it's bad for everyone.
So when we take a look at the Netherlands, we see that more people are start wanting like smoke-free areas, especially in places where children come. I lately went to a terrace and it was completely smoke-free. In the left side was smoke-free, on the right side people could still smoke. So there's kind of a movement you see there. Uh, on the internet I actually saw that there has lately been also a free beach. Um, and cities like Groningen are trying to become completely smoke-free. That's a lot of work, but they really have the ambition to get that someday. So I have done a little research about the smoking laws worldwide and I saw that in China it's actually completely normal to still, still smoke in bars and clubs. They don't have like a really a rule about it. Um, and actually 33% of all smokers are from China. So that says oh. pretty much something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but in Copenhagen it's like the opposite. They have very strict rules. So bars and clubs, they need to have a very isolated room where people can smoke. But much owners think like that's way too much work. So people just smoke outside. So that's very different. Um, but Jonas, yeah, that... you're actually from Germany. So yeah. maybe you can tell us a little bit about how the rules are there. Yeah, it's uh, actually a bit different to, to make a general statement about that because uh, every state in Germany handles the prohibition of smoking uh, kind of in their own way. They can make laws on their own on this topic. And they most of them have banned smoking completely from all types of bars and restaurants. But um, there are uh, states that uh, allow bars to set up um, separate rooms just for the smoking people. So yeah, there is no standard way to handle that issue. Um, and for, uh, smoking outside anyways, um, there are no rules at all. So people that smoke can just go out the door and smoke in front of the bar. Yeah. So you can say it's pretty similar to how it was in the Netherlands before yeah, right, right. the new law came. Yeah, so. maybe maybe it will change in the future. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we can be a kind of like a trendsetter. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but the one kind of responsible for getting the law is uh, the organization Clean Air Netherlands. And we spoke to Tom Fuden and he's going to tell us a little bit more about their vision and why they wanted the law. Okay, yeah. so can you tell us what... Clean Air Netherlands exactly does and what their main goals are. A smoke-free Netherlands, a smoke-free world, and starting with a smoke-free generation. Every week, about 500 kids start smoking and get addicted on nicotine. And every year, 20,000 smokers are dying from their addiction. So this is a big problem, and that's where we're fighting for Okay, and if you, because you've been busy for more than like 30, 40 years with um, your yes, organization. 45 years now. Yeah. So do you feel like the amount of people that smoke is decreasing or is it only going up? Yes, of course. If you look at the statistics, the uh, amount of people who smoked are uh, decreasing. And especially the last 10 years, the last five years, it's uh, decreasing substantially. Okay. And uh, you guys are basically the ones that push through the new uh, smoking law that says that um, smoking areas inside of cafes and bars uh, must be banned. Um, yes. Do you think that because of this law, more people will quit smoking or is that the reason why you wanted this law? This was not, not an easy step because uh, not many people see the relation between the smoking rooms and the fact that kids are starting. The hospitality is always our main business, our main goal. 
And we started in 2010, first uh, gate, and we won that in 2015. And for the smoking room, we started in 2016. The goal was to get uh, smoking out of the hospitality branch. I did read that bar and club owners are quite scared that they can't guarantee the safety of their visitors anymore because people will keep walking in and out of the bar to go for a smoke outside. What are your yes. thoughts of this, of this issue? We knew this long before that this would happen. And we tried to uh, talk the hospitality organization, the KHN, the Koninklijke Horeca Nederland, to that problem and to get some solutions. But they choose the political way to escalate this problem, though we couldn't do anything. And the only thing, the only chance we had to follow this case and wait for the, the, the court. The smoke-free uh, room is only a small step. Yeah. Uh, the next step uh, would be a smoke-free terrace festival, evenement. I don't know the English word, mm-hmm. but uh, that that must be smoke-free also. also. Okay. And that's very important because children are start smoking there at that age. Okay. Okay, well, I think that that is a nice quote to uh, end the interview with. Thank you very much for the time that you had for us and for the information. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Come on, come on, turn the radio on. It's Friday night and I won't be long. Gotta do my hair, put my makeup on. It's Friday night. As long as I can be
So Jonas has for us read all of the news articles this week in the newspapers and online. And he has selected the most important ones that he's going to tell us right now. Okay. Um, Well, on Tuesday, um, climate activists invaded the building of energy provider Vattenfall in Amsterdam Southeast. The action was held by the activist group Extinction Rebellion and some people were arrested, but overall it was a peaceful protest. On the same day, the activists also blocked the entrance of the ABN Bank and the third protest took place at the Vondelpark, where over 200 people gathered. And another uh, news which uh, is uh, which comes from Turkey uh, is uh, that Turkey yesterday has begun its military operation against the Kurds in northeastern Syria. Fighter jets uh, fly attacks on in the border area and the Turkish forces launched the operation together with pro-Turkish rebels. The purpose of the operation is to defeat the Kurdish um, YPG militia, which in the eyes of the Turk, uh, Tur- with in the eyes of Turkey is a terrorist organization. EU Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker called on Turkey to stop the military operation and Syria itself had declared to strike back in the event of a Turkish invasion. And now uh, for some news um, that are related to our smoking topic, um, because uh, there also happened a lot of stuff in the last week. Um, For example, Massachusetts is the first U.S. state to completely ban the sale of e-cigarettes. The governor of the state speaks of a health emergency after hundreds of people in the United States experienced lung diseases after consuming e-cigarettes. At least seven patients died. The ban on sales is initially valid until 25th of January, and in the coming month it will be examined how people get ill and how such products could be regulated effectively. Furthermore, the U.S. government has announced to think about a nationwide ban on flavored e-cigarettes. Another news from the Netherlands. Um, The universities of Twente and Tactus are researching if it's possible to quit smoking with the help of VR. Right now, an experiment started with 30 members who couldn't stop smoking using usual usual methods. In the VR world, the members see places and situations that look appealing to smoke in. The use of VR to help people to quit an addiction has proved its effect before in the Netherlands, but it's never been used to quit smoking before. And last but not least, two researchers from a university in Germany have managed to breed a tobacco plant that contains almost no nicotine. They succeeded in growing it after three years of intensive research with the so-called gene scissors. They were able to manipulate the genes of the tobacco, tobacco plant while still tasting like normal tobacco. The new type could help people slowly trying to quit smoking. However, there is no such thing as an all-clear because smoking still remains harmful to our health. Well, very interesting. And actually, Ramon has made a podcast that fits quite quite well with that news article. So we're going to listen to that. A red glowing as the fire lights up the cigarette. Switch off once and forget the world around you for a moment. For smokers, a pleasure. If there were not dangerous consequences for the human body, so why do people smoke despite the high risk? Yeah, because it uh, gives me a good feeling. I think a piece of piece of quietness, a, a little a little rest, a little break during the day, and uh, it's something you look forward to. So uh, a moment of doing nothing for a short period of time and then go on with the day. Yeah, call it is like an. Uh 
distraction from something uh, you know when you're working like four three hours straight on you need some distraction you know you get some movement something like that so when I move go around to go outside then I'll start smoking you know like I can I can easily not smoke for like four hours or five hours but it's it's kind of a habit and I think I'm I've been smoking for so long that it's part of my life I want to quit but not now <laughs> Habits that can turn into addictions, say medical doctor Caroline van Meurs. Yeah, you make yourself dependent of cigarettes. And actually, uh, getting rid of a cigarette addiction is very hard. The success rate of people just quitting by themselves without help is very low. Because it's a really difficult addiction to beat. I'm aware of the risks, yes. Uh, I do care about it. Uh, at the beginning of this year, I, I tried to quit smoking, but there was too much going on in my mind, so I, uh, I, I started again. And it was for uh, for just for a few days, but uh, it was... I am, yeah, I totally am, and I know it's not healthy, of course. Even though it's common sense that smoking is harmful, a lot of people are not aware of how far smoking can affect one's life. More than just bad stamina in sport. In the long term, it dries out your skin, make you look older, and in the worst case, one can get cancer. Even during operations, you can see how nicotine influences the body. When you cut someone open, then, then you really see that a person bleeds more and that the tissue is much more vulnerable when people smoke. And also after an operation, people need to recover longer who are heavy smokers. Yeah, it doesn't only influence your lungs, but your whole body. After all... One don't have to fight the battle alone when trying to stop smoking. Yeah, I think get help. Yeah, they have like really good courses of quitting how to quit smoking. And apparently when you get psychological help with it, and also when you do it in a group, um, that really increases the chances of succeeding with stopping smoking. So I would say if you try it, get help. Don't do it all by yourself. Think like, ah, I'm going to quit cold turkey. I'm just going to do it. Uh, the chances are really high you'll fall back um, so yeah get decent help because there's help out there and then uh, you can be really proud of yourself if you stopped Every time you smile, it's a fake. Stop. 
So Irene is going to tell us about the crazy ways people have used to quit smoking. Yes, uh, first we have John Mellencamp's case. His son created a Facebook group called A Million to Join. My dad, John Mellencamp, will quit smoking. If it attracted one million people, Mellencamp swore he would kick the habit once for all. The second method is based on laziness. Pat Owens decided to grab packs of cigarettes in a plastic bag and bury them in a flower pot on the back porch of her house. In this way, she would have to dig them up, extract a cigarette, and rebury the pack every time she wanted to smoke. She successfully quit smoking. The next method is based on a bet. A friend challenged Eric Katzman to stay one month without smoking. If he made it, his friend would would invite him to have a stick in one of the fanciest restaurants of Brooklyn. Finally, Eric had his stick nine months after they made the bet. But Eric isn't the only person using bets to quit smoking. Mike agreed uh, with a friend that the one smoking would pay a thousand dollars to the other. Neither of them smoked again. A common way to quit smoking is to chew gum when you want a cigarette, but Christy from New York stayed eating milk bone dog biscuits instead. She stayed food for dogs every time she wanted to smoke. And that's all. <laughs> Thank you very much, Irade. Um, unfortunately, this is the end of our radio show, and we hope you've really enjoyed it and have a great weekend. Bye. This is Engel Radio, especially made for you by the Hogeschool van Amsterdam.